Hi, my name is Pastor Ricky Temple. Welcome to On Demand. Today we talk about dreaming of a new direction. There are times in life when you have to dream of a new beginning. Life as you've known it has changed. And so what do you do? You dream. You sit down and you open the Bible up and allow it to talk to you today. We're going to start in Proverbs today and show you some things that you can do to help your life be different. This is going to be so good. It's a family discussion you don't want to miss. So stay right there and link it, send it to a friend, and tell them you don't want to miss this message. Stay there. Enjoy. Hi, it's Pastor Rick. Glad you're back with me today. Let's get right into it. We want to have a family conversation. This is one of those moments when we need to talk about where we are. You know, sometimes you sit the kids down and say, okay, now let me talk about where we're going, kids. Let's talk about where we've been. Let's talk about what we're going to do. This is that season. This is that moment when the family meets and has that family meeting that determines the future. This is the time when the company sits down and, and in the corporate office and says, okay, let's lay out our plan and lay out our strategy. I am convinced that a lot of people are nervous and I have been tempted to be myself. I have to catch myself on a daily basis and say, you're, you're fine, stay calm, stay cool, stay collected. Because this is nerve wracking. Some of this, the pandemic, some of this stuff about politics, uh, the, the, the threat, if I can get it out right, the threat of physical death, you know, can be a real burden on your day of joy when you're just trying to be happy. Well, today as we take our steps down this road, I'm going to take you to Proverbs chapter 4. And there, there are a few things I want to make sure you understand we're going to talk about over the next few weeks. We're going to talk about where we've been, okay? We're going to talk about where we are, and we're going to talk about where we're going. It's so important to have direction. I think one of the mistakes a lot of leaders are making these days, a lot of families are making, is they have no plans, no direction. I have to think about where we're going. I have to be honest about where we are, and I have to learn from where we've been. And sometimes if you put those three things together, you can find a way forward. That's true in your marriage, in your business, wherever you are. So let's take the journey together. Proverbs chapter 4, look at the text, let me read it to you. Proverbs 4 and 4. Then my father taught me, this is from the Passion Version too, you may not be familiar with that, but here's what it says. Then my father taught me saying, never forget my words. If you do everything that I teach you, you will reign in life. So make wisdom your quest. Search for the revelation of life's meaning. Don't let what I say go in one ear and out the other. Stick with wisdom and she will stick to you. Mm, I like that. Protecting you, you throughout your days. She will rescue all, all those who passionately listen to her voice. Wisdom is the most valuable commodity. And then the King James says wisdom is the principal thing. But here it says wisdom is the most valuable commodity. So buy it. Revelation knowledge is what you need. So invest in it. Verse eight, wisdom will exalt you when you exalt her truth. She will lead you to honor and favor when you live your life by her insights. You will be adored with beauty and grace and wisdom's glory will wrap itself around you, making you victorious in the race. Verse 10, my son, if you will take the time to stop and listen to me and embrace what I say, you will live a long and happy life full of understanding in every way. Wow, what a statement. The passion version. I love it. It's really great. And it feels passionate, doesn't it? It feels like, man, this is an incredible thought. And I believe all of us are in a season when we need passion and we need clarity. And that verse centers all of that around one word, wisdom. Here's what you need to know. In order for you to do better in life, 
you've got to be clear about what's smart. You got to know what is a smart way to live. And this verse is packed full of insight, packed full of, of truth. I love the fact that it, it's whole, it, its whole message is centered around a father talking to a child. And he said, let me, let me review with you something my father taught me. He talks about what he learned. So let me ask you what you've learned. What, what were the lessons in the past that you've learned? You have lived how long now? And, and I want to review what you've learned in life. What are the things that you've been taught? Where have you been? You've been around and you've had lessons. What are those lessons? This is the time for you to bow your head and say, I get it. I get it. And then look at where you are now. And say, OK, here's what I've learned. Here's where I've been. And here's what I've learned. Lay it all out. I can tell you I've learned a lot and I'm going to review some things with you today. And the list of things I'm going to share with you, some are painful because I've learned some lessons. I've seen people not be wise. I think that some of the choices that Christians are making these days aren't always wise as a group. I think we've made some mistakes. And I think there's some things that are going to happen in the future we've got to be careful about. So where are you right now? What have you learned? And this, this plead in plea, rather, in chapter four of Proverbs your father taught you. Don't let it go in one ear and out the other. Make sure you're hearing what I'm saying to you. Some strong words. Never forget. Do everything. Make wise. Make wisdom your quest. He says, protecting you. It will protect you or rescue you all the days of your life. It will give you strength and wisdom. It's a valuable commodity. Wisdom is the principal thing in the King James. But then it really means wisdom is something you want to invest in. Wisdom is the most valuable commodity in verse 7 that you can have. It's all about you understanding. It's, it's all about gaining revelation and knowledge and understanding so that you know exactly what to do. And this is, a, this is a classic father, sit down with the family, let's talk it through conversation. But sometimes it doesn't work. People don't hear you. And sometimes you end up in a dark place, a place you can't see, because some of you have forgotten what you were taught. Some of us have forgotten the lessons we've learned. And one of the greatest lessons in life is to don't forget. There's a book I, I love. And it's, it's by Stormy O'Marty and somebody that I had the joy of meeting. I used to I used to listen to Stormy and Michael O'Marty and sing. They're really good singers. I used to listen to them. There's some wonderful songs they had that I used to really enjoy. And and um, I had the pleasure of, of uh, sharing a stage with them once. And, and Stormy uh, wrote a book and she's written several books. And the book she wrote was Just Enough Light for the Step I Am On. Stormy O'Martian. Oh, man, it's a good book. It really is. I want to read a little bit for you because some of you, you're there. When you look back at what you've been taught in life, you are in a place right now that you just can't quite, quite put it together. You know, your daddy taught you some great lessons. You know, you're right, Pastor Rick. I, I did learn some great lessons, but I, something happened. A darkness has come in my life and I can't find my way. And that's the way some of you feel in this season. And for churches that are closed and for pastors who don't know what to do about opening their church and the fear of disease and should my kids go back to school? There's just you just don't you don't know. You have enough light for the day for today. And you can take one step at a time. So I want to read a little bit from you. I normally don't read quotes from books, but I want to read this for you. Listen carefully. This is from Stormy O'Martian's book. It's called Just Enough, Just Enough Light for the Step of Mom. So watch this. Here we go. God gives just the amount of light I need for the exact amount moment I need it. At those times, I walk in surrender to faith, unable to see the 
future and not fully comprehending the past. And because it is God who has given me what light I have, I know I must reject the fear and doubt that threatens to overtake me. I must determine to be content where I am and allow God to get me where I need to go. I walk forward one step at a time, fully trusting that the light God sheds is absolutely sufficient, sufficient for me. I just love that quote. Those times I will surrender to faith, unable to see. I, I don't know where I'm going. I don't have a clue. And that's where some of you are right now. And that's where a lot of us are in this country. Not sure what to do. Now, here's what I want to do. I want to just give you a clear, surprising answer to a question. Where are we going, in your opinion, Pastor Rick? You know, what is it that we know things we've learned. We know we've been through a lot as a country. But where in the world are we going? Now, I want to be in this conversation for a few weeks with you. So we're going to come back around a few other things later, but more about wisdom later on and more about all the things we've been learned in the past. We'll come back to all of that. But I want to, if I can, start with giving you a simple answer to the question. Where are we going? You ready? Surprise. I don't know. I am not sure. I don't know exactly where we're going to land. I don't know exactly where you're going to land. I know where I'm trying to land. I know where I'm trying to get our church to land. But I don't know all the details. I do have some suspicions and I have some scriptural assumptions. Those two things. I have some suspicions and I'm going to share with you some of my suspicions today. And I'm also going to share with you and next, next time we're together, some scriptural assumptions. And I'm going to take you to the book of Revelations next time. But I want to begin and I want to give you some what I call assumptions. You ready? These are amazing. These are some what I call assumptions. Ready to go. And I, I think... Uh, is wise to consider this as, um, how can I say it, um, absolutely potentially true. I think my suspicions are right. I may not be, but I think they are. Number one, first thing, I think this is a long distance fight and run. Not just a fight. This is a fight and run. This will last past a year. This is not going to be six months, three months, two months, this is going to be a while. This is a, we are now in a fight that will take us a while. So I want you to say, oh, now I see Pastor Rick. I don't know about that. Now I don't know if I believe it's going to be. A, listen to me. They told you from the very beginning, especially during this pandemic, that this would be a 12 to 18 month fight. And ever since then, you know, we push it away. And a lot of times we do that. Oh, by faith, I believe the word. I confess the Bible. The Bible said, you know, OK, I understand all that. But here's what they told you. Twelve. 18 months. I don't care what man says. I know what I say. What is your basis for saying that? So I want you to pause for a second and I want you to stop fighting about that and just pretend for a minute that you need to put together a plan for a year. You need to. What do you mean for a year? Wearing a, wearing a mask for a year. I know some of you don't like that. That's fine. Uh, protecting yourself for a year. Washing your hands more for a year and beyond, hopefully. But whatever it is that we're fighting, we have to come to a moment where we understand this is not a one round fight. I've said this from the very beginning. If you've been listening to me for several weeks now, if you're in a 10 round fight and you only fight for three rounds, one more time, if you're in a 10 round fight and you only fight for three rounds, you get beat up seven rounds. Bam, 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 bam. You have to fight all 10. This is a long distance fight. 
So you're going to have to figure out how to work it all out. You have to figure out all the things we got to figure out together. We have to find a way to figure it all out. This is not going to be a month or two or three months. So that's the first thing I'd say. Number two, you ready? Number two, this is uh, this is going to be a season of revelation. This is where you start learning things. This is where you start uh, coming to to truth that you didn't know. Here's what's going to happen in this season. Some leaders are going to learn things about themselves. Are they flexible? Are they teachable? Are they reachable? Flexible, teachable, reachable. Three words. Flexible, teachable, reachable. Are you? You know, you, I, I've learned that I wasn't as flexible as I thought. I've learned that I was more flexible in some areas and, some, and not in others. Teachable, reachable. Maybe it's amazing how people are fighting over a mask. A mask. You're fighting over a mask. We just got some made, right? Overcoming by faith. Have you ever seen the pastor with a mask on? Watch. Here you go. There it is. Bam. There you go. Like that. Have you ever seen that? No, right? Okay. And, and uh, if you're going to wear it, please don't wear it like this. Look, let me show you. That's not wearing a mask. That's, yeah, it's terrible. We'll do that. Put it all the way on or don't do it. But put it all the way on. You, you care? I care. Yeah, I carry a mask. I, I, I believe the science. I'm trying. I'm trying. Whatever, whatever I have to do in this season, I have to be teachable, reachable, and flexible. Do I like to wear one? No. I'd rather breathe like this so you can see my smile. But in order to protect you, in order to protect myself, it's just smart, in my opinion, and according to the medical officials, it's smart. And so I don't need, you know, Christians getting all spiritual and all this. And I understand you have rights, but let me just say it to you, to you, and this is my family. And if you, you know, understand, if you don't agree, we still can be friends. And I love you, but I want you to hear me. You have to be teachable. You have to come to a place. And part of the reason why this is lasting so long and becoming such a problem is because we're not teachable. We have become very arrogant and unteachable and, and we're not working together and we're fighting each other and it's ridiculous and we're, we're hurting ourselves and thousands and thousands of people are dying. And that's not acceptable. Teachable, reachable, flexible. All three. And all of us, not, not, just, not just those who agree with me, those who disagree with me. We have to find ways to be reachable, teachable, and flexible. This is a time of revelation. We're learning I suspect that's what's happened. I suspect, number one, this is the long distance fight. Number two, this is the time of revelation. I love the quote by Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett says, you don't know who's naked until the tie goes out. When the tie goes out, then you go, oh, he ain't got no clothes on. Oh, he don't have any money. And, and churches are learning. It's a time of revelation about us. It's how much money do we have? How much reserves do we have? How were we spending our money? What was important to us? Why are we investing so much in buildings and not in people and outreaches? What, what is it that we were doing? There's a whole review of what we're doing as a church, trying to make sure that we're teachable, reachable, and flexible. Here's my third revelation. You ready? There's some job descriptions now being rewritten. Job descriptions are being rewritten. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's uh, a lot. Some people shouldn't pastor. Uh, some people shouldn't be in certain industries. Uh, some people should change, change careers. Some people should reconsider what they're doing with their life. And this is the time when you see it. 
I'm looking at my job description as a pastor and asking myself, is my job description supposed to be fill up a building? Is my job description supposed to be, I don't know, conduct services 12 times a month, 16 times a month? Is that my job description till I die? Or is God saying, I want you to do something different. I, want, I don't want you to just conduct 16 services in a building. I may want you to do 16 things outside the building. I want you to do, uh, do it differently. I want you to approach your life differently. If you're afraid of a new job description, if you're afraid of a new, new priority, set of priorities, then you're not teachable, flexible, and reachable. So job description. So I, I suspect that that's what's happening. So here are my suspicions. Number one, this is long distance. Number two, I suspect this is a time of revelation. Number three, I suspect there's some job description things happening. God's rewriting job descriptions. And I believe number four, there's some firing and hiring going on. Yep. Some industries are leaving and some are staying. Some people are being replaced. We preachers in particular need to be careful that God's not saying you guys need to go home and be on time out. All of you that you have taken up too much of people's times and lives. And I am concerned about something that I've noticed, especially during this crisis. How much we think we're supposed to be in your life, that we are such a priority, we are so important, we are so key to society, that you'd risk your life to come sit and hear me talk. Really? That you'd risk your family, your career, your health. <laughs> Man, your health. Your health. I just want to pause right there for a second. Oh, man. Mm, mm, mm. To come and hear me talk. Please stay home. Because I can't replace your family. And I'm not going to take care of your family. I don't have that much money. I just need a minute. I, I don't know. I get a little tired of us sometimes. Why you got to come back in here and it's not safe? Why? Why? I have 3,000 members in my church. And I don't need not one of them sick because I had to have church. I was called the other day, one church. Almost a dozen people got sick in a worship team singing. Another church, almost another half a dozen got sick in another church singing. And I know I can sit here and cite stuff all day long. I, 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 I just want to go, really? Really? Where is that in the Bible? Help me with that one. Where is that in the Bible? It's not in the Bible. You can say that. You got a big church, you know. You got a big church. So you can say what you want to say. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. But you know what this is showing us? It's a season of revelation about greed. Greed. Mm. We're seeing where our priorities are. If I would risk your life for an offering... If I'd risk your life so that you can come and hear me talk and feel good about what I'm saying to you and give you the word as if you can't get it on your own. 
is if you cannot open a Bible, you ready? You can't open a Bible up and you can't get it for yourself. It's you. You have to hear me. Well, they can't hear unless there be a preacher. Well, if a preacher is anything worth decent, he can teach people how to read for themselves. My goal with my kids was not for them to have to have me read to them for the rest of their life. My goal is for me to teach my kids to read for themselves. Have a Bible for themselves, have a relationship with God for themselves. So in, when the famine come like this came, they'll be strong. They won't have to have me sit around and talk to them all the time and risk their life and their finances and their health and die because they went to hear me. You're trying to say coming to church is going to kill people. That's what that's what the health people say. We all gather together and we don't distance and we don't during this season fight the fight we're in. Okay, I'm done with that. Take a minute. <laughs> Let me move on here. This is a season of cultural change. It is. Uh, some things will never go back to the way they were. Some things will never go back to the way they were. And that's the truth. It's not going back. They're not going back it's not going to be the same. It takes 60 to 90 days to change a habit. You're no longer changing habits. You're changing culture now. The world is changing. And that's something that we can't run from. Here's the next one. It's a time of new models, new models, new models. So you have a time of long distance, right? Long distance. It's going to be a long distance. Bite. Number two, you got to have a revelation. You're learning about you're learning. People are people flexible, teachable and reachable. You're learning people. You're, you see new job descriptions, new leaders, new assignments. You sign. You're seeing firing and hiring. God's replacing some people. Some things are never going to go back. Some people are going to change jobs, change lives. Some pastors are going to go do something else and should. And it's not a bad thing. Some it's a time of, of, of great revelation about greed. You're learning that people that people are financially committed to resources more than people. We find that there's cultural change now. You're not just changing habits now. You're changing culture. After 90 days, you're changing a person's culture. They will forever be afraid of germs in ways they weren't before. They will forever not want to shake hands. They will forever not want to hug the way they used to hug. Their views will be different, totally different. The way they view Sundays, the way they view worship, the length of time they're willing to be in a service. A lot of that will change. And so you can run from that or you can learn from it and grow. A lot of churches don't want to change anything. And that's hard. A lot of people don't want to change. A lot of companies don't want to change. But the world is changing. And then here's the last one. You ready? There's new models. The time of new models. Oh, man, that means it's a new way. You know, it's kind of like a new car. Sometimes when you get a new car, a new pair of shoes, and you put your old shoes next to it, or you get, you get in your new car and you look at your old car, it just feels different. And that's where we are. This is the time of what I call new wineskins. Well, Jesus called it that. And I want to talk about that next time we're together. And I want to show you how we can turn all of this around. I think it's time to rethink how we do church, how we do leadership. It's time to look at some things. And I believe a lot of it is seen in the Bible. And so I'm going to take you on a journey and I want to show you 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 17 next time. And I also want to show you Revelation chapter 2, the first 29 verses of Revelation chapter 2. So you can read ahead of me if you like. And here's what you're going to learn. Things are changing. You're going to learn that judgment begins at the house of God. There's some things I believe biblically, some suspicions I have, that God is speaking to the church about itself. The question is, are you able to hear it? I want to pray for you today. 
And I want to give you an opportunity to think about where you've been, where you are, and where you're going. We're going in a new direction, and we cannot be afraid of it. We must embrace it. Let's pray. Father, I pray for those today who've come through this season of challenge, and they're facing it, and they're struggling. Give them peace today. Help us, Lord God, to rise above fear and let us rise to a place where we embrace the truth. This is a new season that we can't run from. I thank you and I praise you for your grace. And I thank you for giving us strength to go beyond this day. We will not be intimidated. We will not be afraid, but we will face the future with confidence and courage in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for sitting with me for a few minutes and letting me share with you. Join me next time. We're going to go to Revelations chapter 2 and we're going to jump in there together. And I'm going to show you some biblical, some biblical assumptions. Um, I won't call them assumptions, some suspicions I have that I think that warn us about seasons like this. Sometimes God is talking. We need to make sure we, we need to make sure we're listening. And so I hope you will stay with us and Let's continue our study together. Now, I want to thank you all for being with us today. Many of you are members and many of you are friends. And if you are one of those people that want to hang out with us and get to know us, we'd love to get to know you. You know, every now and then in life, a person has to make a decision about where they're going to walk. They need to walk with people that can help them in their walk. And I hope that if you don't know Christ as your Savior, you come and walk with us and let us help you in your spiritual walk. I want to pray for you right quick. Some of you have never given your life to Christ. This is a good season to consider that. So let's pray real quick. Father, I pray for those who've heard this message and said, you know, this is a new season. I need a new culture. I need a new beginning and I need God in my life. And so I ask you, Lord, to touch them today. Jesus died on the cross to give them this chance to have a brand new beginning. May this be that moment in their life that they reconsider their spiritual life and their future destiny and their walk with God. In your name we pray, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, I pray you were blessed by the on-demand today. I pray that it lifted your heart and mind and helped you rethink your cultural direction. It helped you say, maybe there is a new model that I need to follow. Let me pray for you today. Father, I pray for those who've heard this message and I pray it's lifted their hearts and minds and I pray they would find peace and grace in Jesus' name. May this be the beginning of a new way of creating a new model, new wine for their life in Jesus' name. Hey, thank you for being with me today and thank you for letting me pour into your life. I pray you are blessed. Link this and send it to a friend if it helped you. And please always like it or please always say, you know, I think I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I keep up with them. And you can also do this. This is really cool. Download the Overcoming by Faith Ministries app. That has all kinds of great stuff on it. It has sermons, it has devotionals, all kinds of good things for you. So thank you for saying hello to us on social media. Thank you for connecting with us. We'll see you next time right here. Right here, standing with me. The Word of God, verse by verse, word by word. See you next time. Bye-bye.